To our podcast, Ascenta Insights. I'm your host, Nanda Felding, senior partner at Ascenta Partners, an executive search firm in London, where I run the global consumer and brand practice. The pandemic has inspired us to take a fresh approach to our business and leverage one of our greatest assets, our global network of executives. We have launched this Ascenta Insights series to answer specific questions across many business critical topics. In collaboration with Johanna at Krisha & Co, a tech entrepreneur and strategic management consultant, I'll be joined by a guest speaker in each episode. These subject matter experts are happy to share their knowledge with you, our global audience. In this episode, we are speaking with Gillian Fox, who will provide us with insights regarding one of the most discussed topics at the moment, how to remain agile post-COVID. Gillian has nearly 25 years of experience in senior global HR and talent roles. Her career has spanned many different sectors, and she has worked with companies such as Record Bank Kieser, Euromoney, and RBS. Having worked at the C-suite level for many years across significantly different cultures and with organizations at very different stages commercially, Gillian has a wealth of experience around culture change, C-suite and leadership development, HR transformation and diversity and inclusion. She has recently taken both the personal and professional decision to set up her own company, Optimal People, focusing on business transformation and talent development. I will leave you in her capable hands and hope you enjoy this insightful session. Thank you for asking me to uh, do this podcast. So we're going to focus on how organizations sustain an agile culture post-COVID. And this came about because Nanda and I were talking about the feedback and the insights that we'd had from a number of our networks and specifically what COVID had both forced and enabled them to do differently. And, And some very interesting thoughts coming through from many leaders about Um, their ability uh, to be more agile as organizations much more than they would have been prior to COVID and that they are keen to think about how they can maintain, develop and sustain that agility in their organizations. So what I'm going to cover today is I'm going to talk about what is culture and why it's important. I'll share some feedback from my network and my clients around what COVID has both enabled and forced them to do differently and share my insights about what leaders and organizations need to do to develop and sustain more agility in their organizations. So let's start with uh, the big topic of culture. What is culture and why is it important? Well, it's the way that we do things around here. It's a group of people repeating behaviors. It's the values and standards that we live by and how we run our businesses. Culture is not a people thing that we do on the side. Culture is hardwired into how we operate and we run our businesses. There's a very powerful triumvirate in business transformation around strategy, capabilities and culture. And when those three things align and enable each other, 
that's where you see real sustainable business transformation. In my past corporate life, I would see organisations invest and focus very heavily on the strategy side, but not so much around the culture and capabilities, their people. And that was a miss for me. Your culture is the glue of an organisation that you don't always see, you sometimes do, but you very often feel it uh, more than you see it. And that, that's what makes this a very complex, but a very powerful tool for businesses. So why is it important? It's our people who create and make up our organisations. It's your people who will deliver your business results. So yes, you need good products and good systems and good processes. But I believe and I have experienced that it's the power of your human capital. It's your people that will deliver your business strategy for you. So having the right people uh, at the right time in the right place doing the right things is a very easy thing to say, but is a very difficult thing to achieve in this ever-changing world and in organisations that are often uh, changing very, very quickly. One of the ways that you can achieve this alignment in your organisation is to be really clear about the skills and behaviours that you need for success. And in doing that, you start to define and deliver the culture of your organisation. So let's talk about some of the things that uh, my clients and my networks have been sharing that have been happening throughout coronavirus and some of the things that have uh, certainly started to shape and change some organisational cultures and changed the way that organisations do things. So firstly, there's been a really strong theme around collaboration. So whether that be a number of people just working together, individuals working together that would not have done that before. There's definitely been a lot of that um, coming through from various organisations. And then more broadly, where they have brought teams of people together. So whether that be a task force to look at a certain thing, um, whether that be, you know, we've got to change our business planning and we're going to put a cross business group of people together, whatever that may be there's definitely been a need um, for organisations to collaborate more and a lot of feedback from my clients about the fact that they've been trying to do collaboration for years and years and that the need that coronavirus has driven has made that happen and they're very keen to sustain that and keep that going uh, going forward. Another key theme that's come out is better uses of key talent and resources within businesses. So people being asked to focus differently um, than they may have been doing in their day jobs. And a great example for me is I was recently working with a client where age debt was a big issue for them. So they very early on, they retrained a number of their salespeople around how to talk to customers about age debt and they put a task force onto that. And what that meant was they could respond to that really, really quickly and not have that become a very big issue for them sort of in, in the months to follow. So a great example of thinking about the key talent that they had, thinking about where their real business priorities were, and thinking about how they could align them differently. I think the other big theme that comes out is businesses and leaders really showing that they care about their employees. So I think most people would buy into the fact that they care about their employees, but the question is, how often do you really practically show that? 
And so examples that I've seen coming through, one of my favourite ones is that an organisation that I worked with proactively went out to all employees and said, look, the amount of time that you're saving commuting, we do want that to be your time. We are trying to look after you as best we can virtually. So that one hour, two hours, whatever it is that you're saving every day, please use it for yourself. And if you're comfortable to, then share with us what you're doing. And they then ended up making that a really fun uh, social thing where people started sharing videos of everything from yoga to dog walking to baking to reading, you name it. There was loads of different things out there. But what that did was, A, it showed that the organisation really cared and said, we want you to look after yourself. And B, it created some engagement and real fun within the organisation in a way that they might not have done before. So everybody will have heard about the video chats and the video coffees. I think we've all become video experts, but lots and lots of conversations and lots of feedback about people saying they've had one-to-ones that they might not have had before. So either with people that they wouldn't have done that with before, so they've got to know them better, or indeed because it's a different context. So family running around in the background, people trying to juggle virtual schooling, whatever it may be, that you get to know people's personal lives more than you maybe would have done in the normal working environment. So a lot of things coming through about organisations showing that they really, really care. And the final point I want to pull out on that is real support for flexible working. So it's a fascinating topic and I think one to watch going forward. Obviously, everybody's been forced into remote working But what I've seen is leaders and organisations become really agile and really supportive around what people really need. How can they work while weaving in their life? And obviously that's been very complex for a number of people, whether that be that they're juggling childcare and homeschooling, whether that be that they're juggling supporting elderly relatives, whether their partner is a key worker, whether it's health issues, whatever it may be. There's real proactive conversations happening more than ever around how can we, how can leaders help people weave their working life into their overall lives? So what can companies do to sustain a more agile culture? Well, I think the first thing to say is anything that organisations have been doing that has worked really well, keep going and don't lose it. It would be all too easy to say, well, that was a great thing that we did in the midst of COVID, but now let's get back to normal. So we all hear about the new normal, really stop and think about what have you done that's worked really, really well and how do you continue that and sustain that going forward? So a great example is that I um, facilitated a senior uh, strategy offsite recently for a key client, for a CEO and his leadership team. And we did that over video and that was 10 people around the world where normally we would have all got into a you know, physical venue and been together for two or three days running that offsite, maybe sort of once a year. What they've done as a result of that, it worked very well, is that they've now agreed that they will do these offsites more regularly virtually because it really worked for them. So that's a very quick example of something that's been done differently that would not have been done before with this particular client, driven by COVID, but that actually will now change the way that they do things going forward. So whatever you've done well, don't lose it and think about how you can sustain it and build on it. I think my other thought is that it's, there's no better time to ask your employees their opinions. So 
in the middle of COVID, think about, you know, what you've done well and what you want to keep as an organisation. And also, as importantly, think about what you need to do different as a business. So many businesses are going to have to think about how they change things that they do or do things differently. There's a real opportunity to talk to all of your employees throughout the whole organisation. So right down to the most junior employee and ask them what you've done well and what they want you to continue to do and ask them their views about what they think you should do differently as a business. Now, the way you do that, to some extent, is driven by what suits your organisation. So you can do that very formally through things like employee opinion surveys or pulse surveys or employee net promote score surveys. You can also do things much more informally uh, simply by focus groups or even by briefings through management uh, teams. But however you do it, there's a great opportunity right now to talk to all of your employees and get their feedback and engage them in helping you work out the new normal and what it is that you need to do going forward. You also need to be very clear about what being agile means for your organisation. So the actual definition of the word agile is speed and ease, but actually you need to be really clear about what that means for your company and why it will deliver your strategy and what enabling behaviours you need to make that happen. So in a prior company that I worked for, we used to talk about speed over perfection. And that's a great example for me about what, what do we really mean by that? So we then created uh, behavioral anchors beneath that statement. We created six statements that said, here's what good would look like when we're talking about speed over perfection, because we wanted to get the balance right around not impacting quality. That's not what that statement meant. But equally, unless you get very specific about that, people will not be clear about what you mean. And finally, you have to really think about how proactively you are career managing your talent. So although many people will be concerned about job security and that there will be a challenged job market, equally, there are also real opportunities. And as an executive coach, it doesn't surprise me that I've had a number of conversations with my network where they've used this time to really reflect on their overall lives, their, their work, their careers, what they think they want to do and their new normal. So now is the time to make sure that you are actively, proactively having conversations with your key talent around uh, their career progression. And in closing, I will leave you with a couple of, a couple of thoughts or a couple of challenges what have you done in the midst of COVID that you would like to keep and how do you make that happen in your organisation? Do all of your employees, all of your employees, know, understand and buy into your strategy and what role they play in delivering this? And finally, are you proactively career managing your talent? Many thanks. Thanks, Gillian. That was very insightful. And thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the session and found it inspirational. Next week, we will have a brilliant guest as Carolyn Shaw, Chief HR Officer at Global Brands Group, will join us to talk about how they've truly embraced working agile. She will share an innovative tool that Global Brands Group used to change their smart working strategy based on real-time feedback from employees. We look forward to welcoming you back as our audience and please consider subscribing to the Ascenta Insights podcast.
so you don't miss the next episode. Thank you.